What's up, all you Nexters out there, Millennials, Gen Xers, anybody who listens to this at all? Yeah. This is your man, your pal, Jonathan. And Tanner. And your moderator, Andrew. Andrew? No. Okay. You were... Uh, love, you were love? Love, glove, 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 dove. Glove, dove. That's love what dove. I do like love, glove, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the connotation of it, but I like love, glove. Makes me love feel good gloves. about myself. Well, well, it's been a while. First been off, a long I apologize. Time. We've had a whole snow apocalypse. Yeah, and it's been a while. I just I miss recording, and I've I got a lot of pent up energy, and it's just good to be back, guys. Good, good to be back. It's good to. See, I didn't see either of these guys' beautiful faces for over a week because. <clears throat> the snow apocalypse came. It was real sad. It was out of nowhere. We got about how much? How much snow do you think? Like eight inches? I'd say uh, ended up probably eleven. Some places. Yeah, some places I saw they got yeah. eleven. Uh, I think we got about eight and a half here at my house. And it sucked. I hated being trapped in the whole time. Uh, Cabin fever is real, folks. It is real. A lot of it. Like the country. Cabin fever, the country. No, is it is real. Like Israel. 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 (laughs) Brought the jokes to the podcast. I like it. I like it. So, what did you do? Anything fun in the snow, Andy? Uh, I built a snowman. Did you really? (laughs) Yes, I actually did. Did you? Uh, I saw Frozen for the first time, so I had to. Oh. Uh, You need to watch Unnecessary Censorship of Frozen. I saw that. I laughed so incredibly hard. I don't know. Last night. I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want a snowman? No. Oh, yeah. Oh. It just shows that we are incredibly bad sinners and we need Jesus more than every day. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Tanner? I did nothing. I watched so much Netflix. Um, started and finished the only season of The 100 that is on Netflix. He took my advice. How long have I been telling you to watch that show? A uh, pretty good little while. It's a great show. Really enjoyed it. Season 2 is phenomenal as well. I'm caught up and it's just... It's good, although there's some things I don't know if I like that are developing in the story. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, so you did a lot of Netflixing. I did a lot of Netflixing. We, me and Abby did a lot of Netflixing as well. Um, I mean, really, what else is there to do in a snow apocalypse? We're married. There's a lot to do. Wink. That's true. Wink. That's true. <laughs> and okay. he's just shaking his head. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I, on the other hand, dude, I watched the Netflix. Um... I didn't have work for a week, really, because I couldn't get out of my driveway, and the roads were bad in the parking lot, so they canceled work, kind of. Um, I did play a lot of video games, and I uh, threw out my shoulder, popped it popped it out, I dislocated it. Threw out your during a snowpocalypse, how bad? I did. I, there was a great deal on Connect Sports Rivals for Xbox One, so I was like, sweet, I'm going to get it. So I did, and <clears throat> I was playing it, and when I play motion games, like on the Wii or you know, connect or whatever. I, get, I don't just, like, casually hit it like you can. You know, you just barely tap it and it works. Like, I was playing, for example, soccer on the Connect Sport Travels, and I was like, I'm talking, like, space booting these balls. Like, just kick as hard as I can. Turn down for what? Yeah, I was going hard. And soccer, I kind of hurt my hips. So, like, I'm going to move to something like, you know, tennis. So I was trying tennis, and Abby's like, Jonathan, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, because, you know, there's no control. It's just your hands, motion. Right. So I'm swinging so hard you can hear the air off my hand, and I'm just going, yeah, you know, I'm like spiking it, getting on, getting all over these people on Xbox Live, and uh, well, I was going for one, and all of a sudden my shoulder goes pop, click, 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 and I don't know, man, I almost dropped to my knees in pain, and my arm was like 
kind of you could tell that it was out of place. So I, I just threw my shoulder back to try to like get it to pop back in, and it worked. It like popped, popped, and the guy, the Xbox Live guy, was serving. Yeah. So I just was like holding my shoulder and like using just flicking my wrist instead of nursing my injury. But I won the match. You should look into seeing if you can sue Connect for this. I know. I make a lot of money. Microsoft's got cash, Bill Gates money. So that happened. My shoulder's better today. I uh, played some bowling today on Connect. I didn't try tennis, I didn't, but I did do some wakeboarding too. So oh. Or wake racing on jet skis. Interesting. So we'll dive into that maybe after the podcast. I'll introduce you guys to some. Besides Netflixing, I'd say I used the. Um, Snowpocalypse to do a lot of reading, That's good. you know, yeah. as far spiritually speaking, was in a huge rut and kind of used, which was of nobody's fault except for my own, I just wasn't devoting time that was necessary, so I used Snowpocalypse to dive into some reading and really got rejuvenated as far as spiritually goes, so that, that, was, good. that was a good positive out of the snow. I guess my big positive out of the snow was, I was kind of the same as you, I've been in kind of a spiritual rut lately mm-hmm. um, not like it's weird you know not, when most people get spiritual they kind of relapse and kind of go into bad things it wasn't my case because no, I know it wasn't for you either right. but I just wasn't really wanting to read my bible or you know just really dedicating to prayer Just I was just kind of coasting you know right, right, right. I uh, discovered a podcast called Bad Christian and people say what they will about it but it and I know God put it in my life for a reason because it has helped me A. rediscover myself as a Christian really evaluate myself and what I stand for and my relationship with Christ. And I have really felt a passion and a hunger for the Lord and a hunger to be more involved in life and in ministry than I have in years, probably, mm-hmm. like, since I've started this whole journey. And I just uh, really kind of rediscovering myself in a new way, and I attribute that to the Lord and, you know, the guys at Bad Christian. You know, it was mm-hmm. a shameless plug to listen to Bad Christian. But I, it really did. Instead, it was a kind of an unorthodox thing because I just couldn't put myself to be in the Word. Right. And but so instead I started listening to this podcast and it in inadvertently, you know, has hit me. So that was a good thing for me. I really listen to them a lot. Um That's good. So that, that that was a that was a good plus from Snowpocalypse. Um there was a lot of uh UK though played. Lots of UK lots of UK basketball has been and played. A lot more wins. They twenty eight and 0 now. That's uh we just don't lose. We don't lose. Uh it was is the L S U game gave me a scare. Uh yeah. Carl Towns hanging on that rim was a big... What a moron. <laughs> but he came back in and Did you see the video of Cal dancing? Like, I don't think so. When Carl got that technical oh, after that, and then LSU yes. dude hit a three, and yes, Cal I saw like, that. fist pump. Like, I, yes. Yeah, he was trying to teach Carl I guess. a lesson. I, I wouldn't have been dancing. Speaking of coaches getting fired up off <gasps> Kentucky, how about Kevin Stallings? Wow. He told... You know, sports is the only arena, which, again, I'm stealing from Kentucky Sports Radio, but sports is the only arena in which, like, <clears throat> like, like the coach can tell the kid, I'm going to effing kill you. Like, if a boss said that to an employee, that's a lawsuit. Yeah, and probably prison time. Yeah. For, you know. But sports, that's just the language that is now used. I, now, I've watched a lot of, I watched a lot of Sports Center after this thing went down, and <laughs> I wish you got Jonathan is attempting. He's spraying in some super sour. Oh gosh, some super sour spray and seeing if it affects his speech during. It this. does because it went into my sinuses. Ow. Anyway, I don't understand what Kevin Stallings got mad about. 
I still have it. I know the player said something to somebody, I guess. Right. But I don't know what he said. He was like, after they won, which that's a pretty bad loss for Tennessee, yeah. he went up to some Tennessee guy and was just like clapping in his face, like taunting him, saying, you so, know. So, if Kevin Stallings would have handled it right, it would have been a good for Kevin Stallings correcting his player for right. being sportsman like, but instead he threatened to kill him and. Was on national TV doing so. And did not know, because yeah. after yeah. pregame, the conference afterwards, he's like. That was his warning. He was, you know, he was he just kept going, <laughs> and then when he found out it was on TV, then he apologized. So the apologize was pretty much all fake. Yeah, I think he's gonna get suspended for a game and possibly fined. Right, I agree. Now I don't think he should. I mean, be suspended. I don't think that's that. yeah. I mean, Bobby Knight, man. Yeah, and Coach K like shook a player the other day pretty hard. I heard about that. I didn't see. I it, watched though. the video. It was pretty outside of Coach K. What I'm used to seeing from me. Yeah, I think. Eh. But come on, it's sports people. It is sports. I agree. I agree. Plus, I mean, it's not like if a coach makes somebody mad enough, those players could crush them easily. Uh, last thing for me on college basketball outside of Kentucky plays today, Arkansas, a little preview of that. I think we get our 29th win this season. Yep. I think it's going to be a fast-paced, yep. very good game. I think Kentucky's going to get up for it. It's a big game, and I think we win by 15 to 20 points. Mike. I would say 15 to 20 is probably safe. The line started yesterday at 17, which is a bit high. I agree. Because uh, Arkansas could, you know. I mean, it, it could very easily be a single digit. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I, th- I think we. However, the the players have been talking about this game all week. They yeah. remember what has happened to them the last three times they played. They've, yeah. they've been beat three in a row. If Arkansas wins this game, they're the third team in 30 years to beat Kentucky That's four crazy. times in a row. That's crazy. So. There's a lot at stake. I don't know. Did Missouri fire Coach Anderson? Because Arkansas is a great pickup to get him. What are you talking about? They're Coach at Arkansas now, Anderson. I thought Frank Haith was at Missouri. I know, but before that it was Anderson who's at Arkansas. Oh, now. Okay. I don't know if they fired him. Oh, I don't know. Or what, because he had a bad year, but he's done really good with Arkansas. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, Trey Lyles has been – I think he's big now that he's back. He had right. a great game the other night. Yeah, but uh, Chris Jones from Louisville. Not Just, really a whole lot to say about it. He raped and sodomized some women. He, so allegedly. It's Louisville. We know he did it. Now that. <laughs> it, I'm not going to support that statement. <laughs> Either way, that's awful. And I'm glad that I support the right team of Kentucky. So there's my Louisville rant. And last college basketball. Murray State. 23, 23 in, a row. in a row. That's intense. I do hope they win the OVC uh, tournament. It's stupid that they're this good and won this many games, and if they don't win the OVC tournament, they won't make, they it. Won't make it because they won't get an at-large bid. That's yeah. a joke. I do hope they make it, and I know it would be un- it would be cruel, but I hope Kentucky plays them. Just because I want to see Kentucky and Murray play each other. Right, right, right. I'm not saying that Murray couldn't keep it competitive. If they go geography-wise on these brackets, Kentucky could get screwed again. Because it'd be like Wisconsin, Duke-ish. Uh, actually, Duke and Wisconsin probably both be two seed. Well, Duke might be a one seed in a different bracket. Okay. I don't want to play Wisconsin. That's the team yeah. I want to Probably be Wisconsin, probably like a Wichita State or an Ohio State again. Yeah. Just a revenge bracket. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, enough college basketball. What about... Uh, what about the dress? I'm almost over the dress, the but we dress. have to touch it. It's been a big deal. The dress. Everybody should know what we're talking about when we say the dress. Hashtag, sick of it. hashtag yeah, white and gold. It happened, what, two nights ago now? Yeah, two nights. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden this dress was over the internet. And what color Everywhere. is this? I was like, this is a joke. It's white and gold. Right. And what do you what do you see, Tanner? Every time I see it, I see white, white and gold. gold. Even Andy, when the, white and gold. Uh, white and gold. Even when it's like dimmed or whatever yeah. and less light, it's white and gold, people. Now, I've seen a couple pictures. Now, I, I was a staunch team White and gold until I was looking at, I let a quarter of my eye, I looked at Abby's phone, and I saw blue and black. 
I was like, see, now that picture is blue and black. She goes, this is the same picture you just looked at. I said, what? But that's like the only time I've seen the blue and black. Every I time I see I've, I've heard explanations that it's your rods and cones in your eyes. I've heard an explanation that it's your emotions. That if you look at life believe, negatively, it's going to be black and blue. See, then I'm a positive guy. White and gold, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's heavenly right there. Streets that's what hood Jesus said. Hood, yeah. hood Jesus, yeah. But the, that, that that's we're, you've heard it on Next. We ended... It's the, white and gold. It's white and gold. Forget what the we retailer says. We speak the truth. Forget what white the retailer says. Um, on the same day... Three out of three podcasters agree. Three. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Now listen. Same day, 50 shades of gray or gold. Or black. Side note, 50 shades of gray. Oh. This was not on the agenda. Uh-oh. How do you feel about it? I feel like, you know... Just our culture. I, I've seen it on tweets and stuff. You've seen it? No, no, no. You watched I've, it? I've seen this on tweets <laughs> that, you know, if the guy wasn't a billionaire, he'd be in jail. For domestic abuse. Right. And it's also, like, yeah, I find it interesting that feminists are boycotting this movie, too. Like, it's not just, really? like, a universal all women want to go see it. Because it is very, like, uh, demeaning to women and very male dominance, which, you know... It's it's wrong in that term. I, I got know. an email from a guy. He was a I believe he's a, no he's maybe not necessarily the pastor, but a big part of Triple X Church or whatever. Mm-hmm. They X3. Get, yeah, yeah. Greg Gross. Yeah, and he was talking about what I don't understand about Fifty Shades of Grey, and he was um, he actually went and saw it, which I thought in itself was interesting. Um, but he was just talking about. Um, he didn't pick it in, he didn't hate the movie, didn't hate Christian Grey, and all this stuff that we're just talking about that our, um, <clears throat> just culture is just so misguided on what love is. It and is. All this different stuff. I, I feel like it's going to cause a lot of, and I know this sounds maybe funny, but in a sad way, a lot of confusion for a lot of couples. Like, especially like, what if the guy or the girl really likes one way of this, and it can end a lot of relationships, or if it's like the man's case who really wants to be like that, you can see a lot of like, rape and stuff mm-hmm. like that but not really I mean they meant to but at the same time it's just hey they saw it in this movie the girl loved the movie maybe she wanted this right. I can see a lot of that type of stuff coming up that's like take the nudity aside from this movie I think the whole premise of the movie is worse than I think the nudity right, of the right, movie right, is right. but that's just my take that's on it that's true that's a, that's a good point that probably hmm, the impact that it has on the culture as far as behavior wise yeah. rather than just like ideas, mm-hmm. I think it's I think huh. it's interesting, and at the at the Oscars, I think it's interesting to note that the girl who plays the main character, uh, something Johnson, I think I can't remember what her first name is, um, her mom was with her, Melanie Griffith, who's mm-hmm. also an actress, and they got she got mad at her mom on national TV live at the Oscars because her mom refuses to see that movie that she's in because she doesn't want to see her daughter like that. And really, it was interesting, yeah, because uh, I mean that's a famous actress from back in the day on the oh, Griffith yeah. and she's like I just don't want to see you like that and she's like it's just a movie mom and like kind of cussed under her breath at the side and it was really awkward to watch and I was like that was on on the Oscars, Oscars on the red wow. carpet before it started so I was like wow that's kind of good for you Melanie Griffith I'm go mom because yeah someone give me a news story like a news someone give me a news thing give me a news channel this is News Channel 6 And I am Jonathan McWhorter Two llamas on the loose in a West Valley <laughs> retirement community Were lassoed into internet fame After escaping their owners on Thursday afternoon 
The dynamic duo, one black and one white, dodged cars, avoided lassos, and managed to launch their own Twitter account as they ran amok in the town northwest of Phoenix just before noon. I'd say that's enough of that. <laughs> that is a true story. The first, Same day as the draft. The first question that I have about this is why does a retirement community have two llamas? I, I know. What are those elderly people going to do with two llamas? They got tired of using a lawnmower. They, <laughs> I've seen Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon's grandma had a llama. Tina. Yeah. yeah. Tina, you fat lard. Come get your dinner. Maybe it's like... Pretty else spot on, I feel like. Maybe it's like um, companionship. Maybe. Well, I hear llamas are good companions. It's spit in your face <laughs> and all sorts of right stuff like that. So. Some of the... But no, like I thought... Uh, the emotional connect, like dogs <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Llamas. llamas yeah. I've never heard that, but y'all, especially you, you know, Tanner, you know my fascination with llamas. Oh, yeah. Llama, 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 duck. I used to say it just randomly about <laughs> board or there's awkward silence. Llama, llama, duck. Just llama. I just... You remember that? Llama, llama, No, no, no. Like, oh. in high school, there was a, there's a llama, every llama. Llama, llama, duck, but llama, 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 duck. That YouTube video? Narwhal. No. Dude, that was great. <laughs> we'll visit that in a second. No, but okay, these llamas are on the loose. They escaped. The police, long story just to summarize, the police couldn't lasso, couldn't lasso the uh, llamas down. By themselves, so they had to have help from civilians to lasso. Just normal people. Just normal people to help get the llamas maintained. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's crazy. I wish that would happen here. And if we have llamas run loose here, yeah, that would be you cool. Would want that for yes, I would want that. I, why, who if we had want llamas that? here, here's another question for you. What if we had narwhals in Kentucky Lake? I would swim in the lake all the time. They're the unicorns of the sea. They are. <laughs> Tanner texted me the other night after, is it a Sprint commercial? Yeah. It's narwhals, narwhals. And I just started out of nowhere. Like, have you sitting on the couch? But she might not have been in there. No, it was a commercial during the Kentucky game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started going, narwhals, narwhals. <laughs> I got so excited because I knew all the words of this because I used to, when I found this, I used to torture people and play it on a loop. You played it for me. Like, I'd choose the 10-hour one and just listen to it for like 20 minutes. There's someone said, dude, you got to turn that off. Bro. I'm going to Kevin Stallings kill you, okay? Or swat, I'm going to swat you. Swatting. Bring that back. But I know the words, and that was an interesting. I'm glad Sprint went with that, even though Sprint's not my carrier of choice. But that was a good, that was a good side tangent. Tanner, what's next? Um, Let's go with yeah, – you can give you a little shout-out to Spock. Oh, yeah, two shout-outs real quick. Spock. Leonard Nimoy passed away. I'm doing the Klingon sound right now. Ah. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. He was also in Fringe. Great guest star in that show. Uh, I'll have to say that I've never watched a single Star maybe. Trek. Oh. I'm not a huge old Star not Trek, but I like the new ones. J.J. Abrams oh, wow. did a great job with the new Star Trek. Yeah. Um, secondly, this is more of a plug than a shout-out. Next week on the podcast, we are having... Ryan Wade Thornton, the, the beard. beard. Ryan Wade Thornton. Like Andy has a good beard, but Ryan's beard. Ryan's Andy's. Ryan's beard, beard is something of legend. It is something of Viking lore, and it's beautiful. Like it makes me weep. Andy's beard is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. That's a great beard. Is there something in the Bible where it says Jesus washed the feet of his disciples with his manly beard? Carry on. No, is that a no? Is his hair? I, I, no, Martha hair. Martha with the hair, yeah. Anyway, Ryan has released a <laughs> new, a new album. <laughs> that was a joke. Ryan has released a new album on Noise Trade, which you can pick up for free, called Two Sons. You can get it at R. Wade Thornton. 
it's great. It's folky. It's and he does all the music and he he sings and he wrote all the songs himself. It's a worship album. It's great. Go listen to it. It's called Two Sons. You can get it on Noah's Trade for free. Cop that. Cop that. He's gonna be on our podcast next week, singing some. We're gonna sample one of his songs. No, don't give it away. The other part. Oh, I gotta I gotta give the preview of it. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean that part. Yeah, but we're gonna do silly songs. No, with Ryan. Gosh. No, we're not giving him the. See, now we got to. It gives. I'm no, listen. It gives people something to look forward All to. Right. Next week we're doing silly songs with Ryan. Ryan is bringing his guitar. He's going to play, and Tanner and I are going to write a short song for each other, appropriate song, and we're not going to tell each other what it's about until that day. We're just going to give each other the papers right before. Ryan's going to give us a guitar strumming. And we're going to sing these silly songs. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great and probably very uncomfortable. So I really <laughs> look forward to it. Anyway, so Ryan Thornton, Noise Trade, Two Sons. Pick it up. Or listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Tanner, what next? Church stories. Okay. First off, let me say this. The church is a great thing. It's a, you, know, you need to be a part of church. You need to plug in somewhere. Disciple under, you know, a teacher, be plugged in church, church family. It's important. You know, Bible talks about it. Do that. It's great. And I love church. Nothing could ever take away from that. That being said, just like everything in life, you run into your share of flaky-ish, nutty people, I would say. Um, doesn't mean they're not good people or anything. They just But they're people. They're people, you know? People, I mean, people are people. And it's I'm not flaky perfect, in my own ways. Yeah, every, every way. So... We're just going to tell a couple of our favorite stories. Um, for me, there was this one time. Uh, we were, I don't know, how old were you? We were like 13? Probably so. 14. We had a guest speaker at our church, and he brought this fellow with him. Um, he was probably in his late 20s, maybe 30-something. And he, um, very animated fellow. He had these very animated, bright, blonde, spiky hair. Precursor. We go to, would you call it a Pentecostal church? Pentecostal. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not. Like, like it's not like snake handling stuff. Like it's more like a, it's a conservative Pentecostal. But if a guest speaker that doesn't like this is his first time coming to our church, oh, if they come and they think that we're like hardcore Pentecostal, they're like ready to roll. And he, he was an African American pastor, the actual main pastor, the, the main pastor, and hit but his. Sidekick was Caucasian. It was white. Anglo. Yeah, he was, and he was a character. And they were both wearing three-piece suits. They were. So they were fancy fellas. Okay. Like. So we're sitting on the left side of the church. I'm gonna call him Chucky. Okay. We're sitting on because he reminds should be a Chucky. He's sitting on the front front row or the middle section of the church. Okay. And this pastor is getting into it. He's preaching, and he's it's like in Jesus, you know. But that that sounded Arabic. He didn't do that. But he, he was know, he speaking was, English. He was speaking English, and he was getting fired up, and you know he was clapping. And I believe it was actually good preaching. It was good preaching, and Chucky was like, Ooh, you know, just normal, being a good, supportive Robin to his Batman, you know, just really feeling <laughs> it. And all of a sudden, you hear, Ooh. it just keeps building. So me and Tanner, a couple other guys, are just sitting in the. We're like thirteen years old. I, I'm looking. I've grown up in stuff like this. Okay, I've never seen this before. I look over there, and like we're all slowly turning our heads, and he's slowly turning his head to us. And he's going, Ooh, and smiles getting on his face. He's this huge grin. And all of a sudden, he lifts his right leg in the air slowly while he's making this noise. And he starts shaking his leg violently, like, just smiling, grinning at us. And I'm like, What's happening? What? That 
it, it, this should be a video podcast because seeing it is way better than hearing it. But it was one of my top two. It was awesome. Crazy experiences. Um, I'm gonna tell about a story that can lead us into a discussion. Okay. I guess it was at we used to have these things called Crossfire. Crossfire for great. And we hosted. I don't remember how many exactly we hosted at our church, but I remember we hosted one, and there were church, what Crossfire was was like youth groups from like the Tennessee, tri, Illinois, I'd say yeah. tri quad state area. Um, would get together and we'd all go to one church and we'd have like a big youth rally and there'd be worship mm-hmm. and preaching and food and stuff and it was good and it was just kind good. of a, a little fellowship type thing and uh, we were at this one we were hosting it this time and um, the lights were out and we were having worship and our worship team at this point which our worship team now is still good but at it this was, point it was, was like peak. all star peak yeah Scotty like it, it we great. did it in the dark we had light system and stuff Scotty was playing the drums which in itself is it's just awesome um, and so it was it was on fleek as the kids like to say nowadays fleek. I just learned that word like two weeks I ago I did it as well anyway um, so we're, we're there having worship and stuff and we're standing over to the side and um, this girl goes up to the front like for prayer or altar call or something like that and Next thing I know, she's on the ground, and then, like, we have lights going, so I can't really see it, but, like, it's in the dark, and lights are kind of flickering or whatever, and I'm like, what in the world is going on over here? The old girl's on the ground, then she starts shaking and stuff, mm-hmm. and these people start, they come over, and they uh, start laying hands on her. There's the youth pastors from different churches on it. Right, different, yeah, the youth pastors start praying for her, and she's, like, just shaking violently and compulsing and stuff, and um, to make a long story short... Um, ends up pretty much an exorcism there it in was. the floor That's at our crazy. church and a demon got cast out and it stuff was. like that and um, it, it was, was it, it was, was quite cra- interesting I'll never forget that it was crazy it was uh, it, it was real I mean we it was were, real. We, were we were there we were right there it, it was it was weird you weren't there that night at church that one woman had a demon cast I out did, of her no. she was banging her head on the altar I remember and you stuff. telling me about was, that and punching Ivan and stuff yeah that was that was insane but I mean which from there, we can go into the, just that. That's reality. That that's real. Yeah, that's it, it reality. Is. And, and it, it, I don't know. I, I think a lot of times it can get written off as like a fantasy, fiction, yeah. fiction and fake stuff. But I mean, it's not if you. They reference it in the New Testament, Jesus. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, all the time. It, it's very plain, but we. You just don't normally see it manifested like that in real life. Right. to like movies who over dramatize you know, dramatize right. it. Dramatize, not dramatize. But I mean, that's just, a, it's a real experience. It was there and. It's just important that you know your identity in Christ and that there's nothing to fear, really, because if you're really comfort and rooted in Christ, you know, you have dominion over anything and everything, right. and the least of those being, you know, demons. So it's just important to know who you are in Christ and to have a firm grasp on, um, you know. And with Christ. it, too, though, I mean, um, it w- know who you are, but then at the same time not be stupid. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's the people there in Acts where they go up to the demon possessed person and they say, "Hey, like pretty much rebuke him or whatever." In the name of Jesus, who Paul speaks, and the the demon speaks back to him and yeah. says, um, "Jesus, I know him." Or it was Paul. Jesus, I know him. Paul, I've heard of or something like yeah. that. Or who are but you? Who are you? Yeah. yeah, you gotta walk in that power and authority. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like in our we did a thing at whatever ministry we talked about fear, mm-hmm. and you know. If you put yourself in constant situations where you're going and watching, you know, you live for the occult, you live for like horror movies that glorify mm-hmm. demonic possession and like stuff like that. 
I feel like you are a little bit more susceptible. I mean, you're opening the door. The, yeah, you're opening the door for that. Now, I'm not one of those people that say you watch a horror movie one time, you've opened the door to the devil. You're one step away right. from losing your soul. But I think that's too extreme. But I do, I do feel like you know you do open yourself up to a little bit of that by doing stuff like that. Right. And I think people just don't really, really acknowledge and understand the grasp that there is such a real thing with demons mm-hmm. in hell. And the one, as far as speaking on movies like that, which seen a couple of them not a huge fan but the most recent one that I have seen and I will endorse it because my favorite is The Conjuring yeah. because at the end they responded to the it, it's like yeah. hey this is real <clears throat> heaven and hell is real the battle between good and, e- good and evil God and Satan is mm-hmm. real and the decisions that you make hinge your eternity and it's like wow like for that to be a big mainstream big movie and that to be at the end of it I thought it was a I big statement The Conjuring yeah, yeah. Speaking of real, oh god, what were you gonna say, Andy? Uh, I was gonna say, like, I really like the concept that, uh, how, oh, what was it? The, okay, never mind. <laughs> so spit it out, Andy. <laughs> the, uh, the guy from Matrix, what's it? Keanu, Keanu Reeves, the, the movie with uh, angels and demons in it, with him in it. Wait, that's uh, Tom Hanks. No, Constantine. Constantine. I like the the background theory to all that mm-hmm. uh, on the angels and demons. Thing. Yeah, I like Constantine too. Yeah, and the, it's yeah, not exactly one hundred percent theologically sound, but it's a, it's the, a great movie. And I do like the concepts yeah. that does throw out. Yeah, there. like how the 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 God and Devil have the standing bet. There's no uh, actual contact with humans. It's just all. Uh, persuasion. And it's stuff interesting. Like that. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with all the theology of it, but it's very interesting. It's, 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 it's a, a different nice concept. Yeah, yeah, I like concept. I like that. Uh, but you know that is all real. And speaking of real, you have some big news. I do. Um, my nephew started doing a little weekly Bible study thing with him, and he's in eighth grade. And this morning he decided to follow Jesus. So hey, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> That is good news. Always a good day when you accept somebody into yeah. or someone accepts Christ as their life and they join the kingdom. Yeah, it was it was really it was That's awesome this morning. It was really awkward afterwards because that was I, that was the first time that I've like actually been front man and leading somebody. Yeah, and so after like we prayed or whatever, I was like, "This is awesome." This is awesome. and it's, like, it's, you don't both really of us didn't know what to, to say. say. So yeah. it was like, well, "Welcome I, to the family." I had a couple of those at whatever ministries for. I'd, I'd led that and then you're just kind of like after you finish the prayer you're just kind of like woo here we are uh, what now? <laughs> where do we go from here <laughs> yeah it's just kind of one of those weird things yeah, but it was all, I mean it was awesome fired up you know staying on this topic of God and theology I'm throwing up the quote things mm-hmm. uh, to the teeth of this really podcast the main thing Rob Bell the teeth of the, this podcast the teeth is Rob of this Bell. podcast is, no just like, <laughs> the most serious discussion we're going to have is this part uh Rob Bell, y'all should know his name by now, for good or bad reasons, agree or not. I don't agree with what he says. What was it, a year and a half ago, two years now, Love Wins came out, uh, his book Mm -hmm. where he discredited that there is a hell and that God's grace covers everything, so there's no hell. Hell theoretically does not exist, even though in the New Testament. Even though Jesus talked a lot lot about about hell. I don't understand that. Uh, I mean, God's grace is great and sufficient, but... I mean, 
you can't discredit that. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, Francis Chan wrote a whole book about discrediting Rock yeah, Bell's thing called Erasing Hell, and it was, it's Interesting crazy. how whenever we first made our life change, that one of our first books that we read was a Rob Bell book. Velvet Elvis. Elvis which yeah. I never finished. Yeah, well, it's, looking back on it now, that book was starting, he was starting to get into some universalistic thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I didn't realize that because I was just turning my life over the Lord, but anyway, uh, he's come a long, long way in a negative connotation since yeah. then. Um, so, first off, homie doesn't believe in hell. Homie. Second off, he's got this new thing where he is now... He was on Oprah. Yeah, on Oprah called Super Soul Sunday. Uh, and this in 2015 with the Super Bowl, and he... Someone here? Super Soul Sunday? Yeah, Super Soul Sunday instead of Super Bowl. Sun- no. Sunday. So, Rob Bell now, like I said, along with discrediting hell, believes that, A, homosexuality is not a sin... And that the church should allow homosexuals to have leadership positions and teaching positions in the church, in the role of the church. Now, I completely disagree with that 100% tooth and nail. I do, however, think that the church has done an awful job over the years Mm -hmm. of embracing homosexuals and not homosexuality. I agree. I think that we condemn them instead of the sin. I, I don't. No, we do now, but we shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I don't yes. think. I, I think that the homosexuals have such a hatred for the church, and Be, I feel like the church yeah. has built up a hatred almost for homosexuals Agreed. because of their sin. When in reality, it's no worse than someone who's closetly struggles with masturbation, or someone who struggles with alcoholism any, or drug addiction. Any kind of like an open sin like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's exposed. The, it well, just for some reason, we have created this like a. At a, at a fault the church has created like a, a hatred it is and it's, it's unwarranted and that's not how Jesus would have done it either right. like, and, a, like a homosexuality or something like that and also like an abortion people at these yeah. abortion clinics saying mm-hmm. hey you're going to hell yeah. and all this stuff I mean it's nonsense it, it's crazy you know you see all these people and I'm not even going to throw Westboro Baptist out there those people are <gasps> cult they're, I don't, they're nuts but like the regular church normal people you know everyday Joes go out and pick it like you said mm-hmm. you know homosexuals fags burning hell I mean, I know that's the extremists, but it's not just them. It's like the local mom and pop churches who don't really take a stand one way or the other. But they're not out. Even people that aren't necessarily out um, with a sign picketing, but they're just yet they have the same views. Yeah, and it makes them uncomfortable. It makes them feel like it's it's, it's very judgmental because I feel like people think, and I'm guilty of it too sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger in Christ mm-hmm. and when I wasn't really living for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've even though I was drinking every night and doing drugs and you know dealing with my, like pornography and all sorts of stuff on my own. I would still think, man, homosexuality is way worse. Yeah, you know, ranking. I, yeah, I'd rank it, and, and I would like put them on like a, you know, hazmat or where a hazmat suit around. Didn't want to be around them. And I feel like that's the, I feel like that's how the church has adopted as a whole. Not right. everybody, but as a whole, I feel like they've kind of put like a shun on homosexuals and they handle it totally wrong. Right. And it comes off as hateful, even they don't mean to. Right. And I, I know that not everybody's like that, like I said, and that some churches, and a lot lately, it's been brought to the light, and I know people are trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But this is not right. You can't, you would, kind of like you wouldn't put an alcoholic, or if they, if they were openly an alcoholic, uh-huh. you wouldn't put them in front of a leadership in a church. Right, right. Or right, someone right. was addicted to heroin or meth. Right. You wouldn't put them in a leadership role right. either. So. You're definitely not going to do it to gays either. That's still a sin. A sin is a sin is a sin if you're right. openly exposed. I'm not saying that there's not pastors out there who are, are leading to, right now that are addicted to a gay or addic- addicted to porn or closet alcoholics. Right. But that's not open. 
they're not discussing that. Should they be in power? No, they should not be. But unless they openly admit that, that's between them and God, and right. they will be found out eventually. Right. But I, Rob Bell, what he's saying is he's saying the homosexuality, the, the church needs to evolve and accept it as a, a norm. As a norm, and that's not right. Because right. I saw someone write something in response to him that that's a cultural norm, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Well, so is adultery. So is mm-hmm. uh, pedophiles. So is rape. Mm-hmm. Well, where, where do you draw the line at, at, at this? You're just going to mm-hmm. give everybody a pass since there's no hell. That's the problem with no partially no hell. If there's no hell and nothing to live for, then what's the point of being a Christian? Right. Because right, right. It, everybody's gonna everybody can do whatever and in the same place. And, de- and Jesus died for nothing in essence. Right. And, and that's I, what, I mean, Paul says that. Yeah, and that's and that's that's stupid. I, I mean, like I said, I, I can do better in my own life and, right. and embracing homosexuals and sharing Christ with them. No one wants to share Christ with them. They pick it and they hate and they try to tell them where they're wrong. Instead, just share the love of Jesus right. with them and just be a friend. That's something that I've really been dealt with, that the Lord's really been dealing with me lately too, is not even necessarily specifically homosexual, yeah. but just sinners in general. In general yeah. Like I don't have to worry about getting the dirty on me. Mm-hmm. You know, like bring, That's what the blood's for. And bring the soap to them. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't have to worry about, I got the soap. Why am I worried about getting dirty when I got so? Yeah, but I, I think it's important that people like Rob Bell do are acknowledged as what I would consider a false teacher because he has this big following now. Mm-hmm. And there's other people like him, uh, Jay Baker and Rob Bell. I mean, there's a lot of people like that out there. But people are accepting Rob Bell as a you know up-and-coming, powerful leader, really knows what's going on and going to be the face of the church. I mean, there's still the conservatives, like people like us and other pastors that don't accept mm-hmm. Rob Bell. And then there's the people that are too passive. You can't just be passive about this, or you're going to let people like Rob Bell slip into the cracks of the church, and he's going to build himself up. Right. And we're not going to. The church is already in a bad state as a whole. Right. And we got a watered down gospel. We have a Christianity that doesn't really mean anything. People don't really understand what that is. So if we if we don't take a stand on people like Rob Bell and home and just sin as a whole, but homosexuality and stuff like that, and correct this stuff, you're not going to recognize the church even from what it is now, and it's not a great place. I agree. Being a little bit of a devil's advocate, though. And obviously, I mean, never mind. I was going to throw out, like... The that, Andy? No, that would show... Well, I just don't... As far as if, if people that aren't Christians look on and they see... They, they see Rob Bell claiming to be a Christian, and then they see, like, real Christians going against him, they're like, oh, man, they're fighting with each other. You know, Christ is coming back for the church without, you know, blemish or wrinkle. You're not. But I, at the where I was going with that though, at the same time, I mean, like Paul in many of his letters says, "Hey, call out people that are false." I mean, Paul and Peter had a yeah, true. Uh, yeah, Peter true. Paul had to rebuke Peter. Was it Galatians three something? Yeah, when like he was, was what was it? He was somewhere in Galatians. He was eating or Peter was um, like eating with the the Gentiles or whatever yeah. and stuff, and then some Jews came in, some high profile Jews came in, and Peter stopped eating with the Gentiles. See, that could, and Paul was like, "Yo." You gonna do this now? Whenever these certain people are around, yeah, and, and that and that's wrong. I, it's not that you can't disagree. It's just that the church has become more of a politics. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I feel like the church needs a great reform, a great revival. A new <clears throat> just needs to rediscover itself in a way and just get back to the basics of the gospel and just get. I don't know. This isn't this isn't what I feel like the church is supposed to be as a whole. And you got people like Rob Bell trying to fix it, and they're just causing way more damage than they are good. Because now people are looking to him, saying, "Okay, there's no hell. I can do what I want, and I can live a homosexual lifestyle and be a Christian." And you can't. one thing that I think we as the church, though, not necessarily can learn from Rob Bell, but something that he has a draw for, though, is like he is embracing homosexuals. Yeah. Whereas 
He's just doing it too the, far. Well, yeah. Well, the church as a whole, though, like, kind of like what we're talking about as far as, like, gay people stay away from our church. We don't want you. We no, need see, to be like, that's no, the come, come, come visit yeah. our church. And we talked about this a little bit before the podcast when we were discussing this. Because me and Tanner were discussing, you know, can you be a homosexual and be a Christian? I say no. And Tanner, well, you can't. Not, it's I not mean, that, I no, you agree, but it is the point you were making that, well, what is, like, say, like for me, I'm going to use my life as an mm-hmm. example. When I gave my life to the Lord, you know, I, I was I struggled with alcohol, I struggled with drugs, I struggled like the biggest hit for me was hard to change with pornography, yeah. just because I was I, I was isolating myself away from all women, yeah. trying to just be clean. I mean, and I was a Christian, I was one hundred percent a Christian, Absolutely. I was dedicated to the Lord, and I did way better. I didn't struggle with alcohol or drugs or anything like that, but pornography still slept, in, you know, crept in, and I would struggle with it every now and then. However, I would feel very remorseful. I would cry, you know, I would have a breakdown from the Lord and apologize, right. you know, repent, re- genuinely repent. repent. And it, and even to this day, if I ever struggle with lust or anything like that, I feel awful, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it breaks my heart, it breaks my soul, and I just feel so bad, but I can't beat myself up over it. Right. I just got to accept that God's, you know, forgiving me and I pray and I and I stick into the word and I I better myself. Right. That same thing. You can be, say, you're coming out of homosexuality and you, you still discover struggle the Lord. with you it. You can still struggle with it, like an alcoholic might could struggle with alcohol or. But the key with is that you have to recognize it's sin and repent from it. Yes, that is not you anymore. You were not a homosexual. Right. You were a child of the Lord, and that's something you used to struggle with. And that's the old you, and through the grace of the Lord right. and through perseverance, you will break that, and it shouldn't be something you have to worry about. Anymore. And going right along with that, and it's the last point I want to make is as far as one of the big arguments is as far as we're born this way or whatever. Whoa, I mean we're. Bizzle, bizzle quote here. Yeah, the point we were, this way is ridiculous. We were all born in sin, but you can be born again. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're all child, we're all child children of the Lord, and God didn't. Yeah. We're all God's children. None of us were born gay. What? Like, wait, what? I'm no. Uh, what are you saying? I'm saying the opposite way. Yeah, we're born can, into sin. Yes. Right, and so some people just the way that they were raised, raised biologically. Yeah. Like and stuff Tony like Nolan, that. though. Tony Nolan was a great example, and he was at Winter Jam. He talked about when he was a kid. He was a product of a, I think it was a meth or heroin addict or whatever, and she was a prostitute as well. Uh-huh. So he was like sexually abused, physically uh-huh. abused growing up. And that's not something, and he struggled with that, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. But he's a child of the Lord, and he wasn't born that way. Even though he was born into that, he wasn't born that way because we're, you know, God created all of us. You know, through, you know, through conception, we're all born. God didn't create a gay kid. Right. You know, we have that choice. It's a choice we all make somewhere down the line. Yes, can traumas and stuff kind of hurt you well, in that way I don't know that I agree with that because I mean in, in first John I believe it says that you're a son of a devil until you receive Jesus then you're well yeah you receive Jesus but I mean you don't come out of the womb born gay you have a choice to make to make you do that like you can't even though if you're raised like say I was raised by two gay parents and but, I, I, I can make the choice to embrace homosexuality or I can have the choice to stand out and just you know discover Jesus I don't think you're born gay even if you're born into a gay scenario if you're born into a gay scenario and you're raised to be gay, but you don't that that that's your I don't think choice. You, I don't think you know. You, I mean, I didn't choose to be born into a gay family, which I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no I, 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 I get what you're saying too. I just feel like it's a it's a choice you make, and no matter what your circumstance is, you are not born or predetermined to be gay. That is your choice. That is your. I mean, are there outside factors and stuff in your life that can mold you to be that way yeah absolutely can traumas happen to make you feel like you're less and that's how you should be yes I'm just saying that it's your choice to be that way God didn't create you that way 
That's my point. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it's a choice you make. God didn't create or intend for you to be, you know, mm-hmm. gay. That's my point. But I see what you're saying too. I agree and disagree at the same time, but I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, that that was the teeth of the pocket. That was good. I liked that one. <laughs> that that was the last serious note. We do have a couple more points. First, okay. no, I gotta talk about the coffins. Okay. I've gotta talk about the coffins. Oh, that's fine. We okay. talked about that before. Coffins. Tanner read the article. Briefly explain to me what it is. I don't know. I've seen it. it a couple of different people have shared it on Facebook. Um, essentially, rather than a coffin, it's like a big seed pod type thing that you put dead people in and put them in the fetal position, and they're in this little pod. You bury them and plant a tree on top of them, and they turn into a tree. Listen, here's what here's the here's the truth. You know how people talk about you know in the Old Testament, people like Noah and all of them, and the Egyptians had help from like an alien race. To build that stuff because the technology was far advanced. Right. I've heard those rumors or crap. It was actually tree people. Yeah, no, see, no, Lord of the Rings is a true story. <laughs> those tree people. That's a documentary. It's a do- exactly. That's what I've been saying. It's a documentary, and this is from this is footage from the aliens, and these are just their ancestors today. Like we're living in a time warp of slow. We've been doing this podcast too long. Anyway, the trees. <laughs> these people. This is an old ritual. You bury people in trees. And they turn into the tree people from Lord of the Rings. So we're just going to repeat life again, and we will be there again someday. I'm done here. So, Oh, and there's one final shout-out. Chris Kyle's killer from American Sniper was, if I'm not mistaken, sentenced to life. He also shot Brian Williams. <laughs> Brian Williams was shot by him, but... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's just what Brian Williams said. <laughs> yeah, but he did get sentenced to life in prison, which is justice. And, um, you know, but now I can just hope that he finds the Lord, but... American Sniper was a great movie, and it did that movie did bring a lot of light to the situation. So, well, this was a good podcast. It was. Next we'll year. see. Uh, hopefully, in next a week. Saturday we'll have Ryan Thornton, Ryan Wade Thornton, to play some guitar for us, and it's going to be a good time. And we're going to do silly songs with Ryan. So tune mm. in. And then also in the works, we're going to have uh, Grandpa Thunder on same time or another and I'm trying to convince him to drop a new single for us he's got in the works so and we'll be doing freestyles with maybe we could exclusively drop it it he's got a new album he's working on so yeah dude hey that could be some promotion we gotta talk to him about that alright anyway anyway, signing out I'm gonna give you an outro holla y'all know out of the box from back in the day so so long farewell to you my friends I don't no, the rest of the song, but this is Jonathan and Tanner and Andy saying bye, so goodbye. Next. That's enough of this. Next. <laughs> uh, see y'all folks later. Peace out. Mm-hmm.